You're listening to the weekly podcast of Cayo, the youth ministry of the Father's House in Owensboro, Kentucky. Cayo is a healthy home for teens who are loved like family as sons and daughters that embrace their kingdom identity and purpose to change the world. At Cayo, you're home. Reset. So, let's pray. We're going to jump right in. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. Lord, speak to the boys on the second row. One time I was in a youth camp service and all of us fell out. Literally, the speaker came up to us right here and we fell down and out like dominoes, weeping and crying because we're in the presence of the Lord. You'll never know what happens. Lord, bless today. Speak through me. Bless our squads. Help us, Lord. Help us. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, ooh, that was quick. Oh, hey, when I was a kid, my dad managed a gas station. He would set up uh, and start up gas stations, manage them, uh, get managers to take over, and then move on to the next one. My dad had a unique smell because he was around gasoline all day long. He also smoked cigarettes, which made it even more interesting Very, very. He also ate fried eggs in the morning. It was a very unique smell. But my dad, why do I share this? I don't know. (laughs) But my dad one day comes home with, uh, I think it was two dogs. I can't even remember the older male. But then there there was Queenie. The woman's name was Queenie, the female dog. And the male dog, I don't even remember. And we lived out in the county... The idea of walking a dog on a leash was foreign where I grew up. We just let our dogs run wherever they wanted to. Uh, My neighbor across the street had a a dog that would literally uh, try to pee on you. I mean, like, dogs were running rampant. But anyway, we had these two dogs, and they ran all over the neighborhood. We couldn't keep up with them. They had some puppies. And with the puppies, we had one named Theodore, one named Princess, Uh, By the way, she was anything but a princess. She, like, chewed on Theodore's legs all the time. And then uh, there was another one named Rounder. (laughs) My dad came up with these names, Rounder. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Anybody know what that means? And the other one was called Rouster. Rouster, Rounder, Princess Theodore. And I'm pretty sure there's a fifth one, and I don't even remember their name. But I had Queenie. Maybe that's number five. So I had these puppies. And the more I fed them, just like us, they got bigger and bigger. And one day, Rouster got so big. Rouster was my favorite. He was like your super friendly dog that would like roll all over you and jump on you. And he let you like rub his belly. He was super friendly. And then you had Rounder. And Rounder was this big black and brown dog. He was stout and thick. Not that kind of thick. But he was very strong. And he was so big, he was so big that we couldn't handle him. He was so big that we couldn't control him. We couldn't really control Rouster. And I remember coming home one day and the dogs were gone. We had given them away. I think my mom told me that they ran away. To this day, I really don't know what happened to them. But one day they were gone. The thing is, it was probably for the best because those dogs were getting so big that we couldn't really take care of them. They were running all over us and all over our household. How many of you guys have dogs and can relate to that story? I have not had a dog since I graduated high school. I went from that type of dog to a Pomeranian, a little bitty dog. 
If you guys saw Piper around Christmas, it was identical to that dog. Weighed like five pounds, and that was wet. So, but dogs, just like us, they tend to get bigger. The more we feed, like today, what did you eat for lunch? You ate at home. It was probably pizza, Lunchables. Pizza, pizza, pizza. So, so what have you ate for lunch? Now, when you guys were born, did you look like this? I mean, Rooster probably came out of the womb looking just like this with his mustache. But he's the only one. Point is, when you guys eat, what happens? You grow. You get taller. You get older. And that tends to be what we're talking about today is that sometimes we have, we're not only feeding ourselves physically, but we're feeding ourselves spiritually, and it's either good or it's bad. Everybody say it's good or it's bad. We must, we have to learn. In the last few weeks, we've talked about, we've talked about resetting our spirit, being born again. We've talked about renewing our mind and transforming our lives. We've talked about how God doesn't count our sins against us. And then when we mess up, he still loves us and he helps us clean up our mess. And he never counts our sin, uh, sins against us. We have to, now a lot of people have given their life to Jesus, but you're still struggling. You've said a prayer at an altar, whether it be in this room, another church, another youth group, another camp, another event. You've given your life to Jesus in your bedroom, but for some reason you're still struggling. Why? It's because you have a new nature and you have an old nature. The Bible says this. It says in Ephesians 4.22, you can go there. By the way, I encourage you to take notes. If you're some of my regulars, even if you're not, I encourage you to take notes because this stuff that I'm giving you, most adults don't know. And I've condensed it down for you the best that I can. I could probably give you 15 more scriptures, but I'm not trying to overwhelm you. But Ephesians 4 says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Lust is not just sexual. Let me just make sure that clear. Instead, let the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. You have been given a new nature to live holy. God, if you've trusted, placed your faith in Jesus, you've said a prayer, God has given you a new nature to live holy. That's a fact. Holy does not mean perfect. Like when I was growing up, everybody's like, oh, that's a holy roller, right? That, I don't know if people even use that phrase anymore, but basically, oh, you know, they're perfect, you know? And the thing is, to be holy does not mean to be perfect. Not for us, anyway. It means to be set apart. God has called us out of darkness and into his light, right? No longer to be hidden in shame, but into the light, accepted, loved, redeemed, restored to exactly the way God created us. Last week I said that you guys are not bad. We are not bad, but we make bad decisions and bad choices but it says, the scripture says that God created us for good works. Everybody say good. Adam and Eve were good in the beginning. Sin and death became the, the curse of sin and death, corrupted the earth. And then 
We became sinful in our human nature, but that's not how God created us. So God has done everything in his power to buy us back, to redeem us and restore us to his original design, to go back to the default, to do a reset and make you exactly the way he intended you to be. So you have a new nature. The reason why it's old is because you've got to throw off the old nature and you've got to put on the new nature and you've got to let the Holy Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. 2 Peter 1.4 says, Because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature. God has promised to share his divine holy nature, his righteous nature with us. And it says to escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. You have good desires and you have bad desires. The thing is, you've got to learn to know the difference. It's very key. See, your old nature, everybody say the flesh. See, a lot of times in the Bible, you'll see the flesh, the flesh, the flesh. The flesh is not literal skin and flesh. Sometimes it is, but really it's talking about the human condition. But your old nature still has old appetites and desires. So you said a prayer. You placed your faith in Jesus. And then here you are wondering, what's wrong with me? Last week I said, how do you know we're saved? Go listen to the podcast on Spotify and iTunes. I'm not going to go over the whole thing, but that's why it's there so you can go back and listen to it. But your old nature still has old appetites. The flesh has old appetites and desires. What is the flesh? It's the human condition of any action that doesn't honor God. How do you know what honors God and what doesn't? Pastor Darrell, I don't know if I really care. That's fine. Be deceived. That's your choice. But you need to know what's good for you and what's bad for you. What's good for you is not gummy bears. I like gummy bears. Dude, I can eat a whole bag of those things in like no time. Put a Pepsi in my hand, that thing's gone. But the thing is, the gummy bears are not good for me. What do you mean, Pastor? I'm going to tell you, gummy bears tear up my stomach later on. You know what I'm saying? Not that kind. Not that kind. But it messes me. It, it halts production. Things are slowing down and not moving quite as smoothly as they used to. Taco Bell treats me the same way. Now, 54 Pizza, which I love, has the opposite effect. Here we go. So, most people struggle after they give their life to Jesus because you still have the old desires and you allow them to control your life. This is the flesh battling against the spirit. See, I'll be real with you. I gave my life to Jesus when I was 15, and I struggled with lust. I didn't understand. I have these thoughts. I have these feelings. I have this attraction towards girls. I'm like, God, what in the world? What do I do with all these feelings and emotions and thoughts? I didn't understand that there's something called self-control. I didn't understand that, like, see, sometimes we think if, like, well, I have a feeling or I have this thought, well, I'm, I'm tired of having it. I'm tired of feeling it. Well, I'll just give in to it. That doesn't fix it either. A lot of people fasted for 21 days here at our church, and the thing is, is the moment they break that fast, they just go right back to eating whatever they want. Uh, like, the idea is not to just go, like, okay, I fasted for two weeks. Suddenly, I ate a piece of pizza. Well, I'm going to eat two whole pizzas now. That's kind of how we operate. Well, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to give in to it and just embrace it. That doesn't always work. 
I'll keep going. Galatians 5, 16 through 21 says this. So your old nature still has old appetites and desires. If you're wondering why you still have certain feelings or certain thoughts or you're still struggling, you got to remember, it's Jesus that makes us righteous. He's the one that makes us good. We'll get more into it there. Galatians 5 says this. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. So our sinful nature, our flesh, will crave things it's not re- that aren't really good for us. I talk to drug addi- formerly drug-addicted and drug-addicted people every week, porn-addicted people every week, alcohol-addicted every week. People are really addicted to just living a life. A lot of them are trying to get clean and sober. They've lived decades. I've had so many tell me the reason why they started doing drugs or drinking or whatever it was is because they were hurt by people in their family or hurt by people around them, abused even. They didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit, and what they did know was religion. And religion was just that Sunday morning kind of Christianity. I'm going to go to church and then go live like hell the rest of the week, and that's not what Jesus wants either. So we have to let the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, guide our lives. Then it says you won't be doing what the sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil. Have you ever done something and just like you know you're not supposed to, but like there's this part of you that likes it? Come on, I don't even have to. I don't even have to have anybody raise their hands on that because everybody struggled with it somewhere. There's an honest person. You didn't have to do that, but but everybody's done that. And the thing is, the Bible says the pleasures of sin are fleeting. The devil knows never shows you the consequences. You got to be careful. But you've done something you knew was bad, right? I mean, I remember like hurting my neighbor's dog and liking it because I hated that dog. You're so mean, Pastor Daryl. My daughter's probably looking at me like, what? I was mean to that dog. I threw that tennis ball as hard as I could at that dog. (laughs) Guess how old I was? I was six. I wasn't an adult. I was a kid. And you think a kid wants to hurt a dog? Guess what that's called? It's called the sinful nature and the flesh. I was jealous of that dog. And then when they, then when they said, Daryl, did you hurt? I don't even remember the dog's name. That's how special he was to me. I said, no, I did not do anything to that dog. I lied through my stinking teeth. So not only did I commit the crime, then I covered it up. That is what the flesh will do. Don't let anybody know. Don't let anybody find out. Because if they do, they're not going to love you. They're not going to accept you. You're going to get in trouble. And the devil always convinces us, just keep doing, keep giving into the flesh. Keep giving into the cravings. Don't let anybody know. You got this under control. Lie, lie, lie. The Spirit gives us the desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you're not free to carry out your good intentions. So you ever feel like you're in a war with yourself? Let's be real. Who's ever felt like you're in a war with yourself? Come on, let's get real. Hands up. We need to know we're not alone in this room. Hands up high. Let's, not, let's be loud and proud here. Some of y'all are afraid to lift your hand. My wife lifted her hand. She grew up in church her whole life. She can tell you. Right, Tricia? I didn't grow up in church. She did. So, so you're in a war, but when you are directed by the Spirit, you're not under, not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, here are the results. I want you to pay attention to this. 
sexual immorality, impurity, sexual immorality. Let me make that clear. Any sex, any sexual, anything that is outside of marriage, outside of husband and wife, anything. That means what you're thinking. That means what you're looking at. Just because you're single and just because you're young does not mean it's okay. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Sex is good. It's great. And it's for a husband and wife. We're going to get more into that as we get into the pursuit later this year. The big lie is the devil wants you to think that sex is dirty. It's not. It's good. He made it. He created it. It's good. It's for a husband and wife. And the fact that you think it's dirty is deception on the devil's part to get you to do stuff in hiding that God never intended you to. Ooh, Pastor Darrell went there. I did. Sexual immorality, impurity. I'm going to tell you right now, I wish somebody did go there when I was your age. You know why? Because you're not alone. Impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, which means excessive devotion to a person or thing. Sorcery. Sorcery is not D&D. It's not Dungeons and Dragons. Sorcery is witchcraft, the occult, and drugs. comes from the Greek word pharmakia. Or pharmacy, drugs. And I don't mean the drugs that help you at the pharmacy. I'm ta- you know what I'm talking about. Things that have to alter your reality just so you can get through a day. That type of drug. You shouldn't have to alter your reality to get through the day. If something's wrong, you need to address it. Hostility or hatred, quarreling, that means fighting. Jealousy. Anybody ever been jealous? Man... I know people like, man, that girl's dating a loser. She was with me. She'd be doing better. I know a lot of guys that think that way. Bro, I thought that way, and I was right in some cases. Anyway, (laughs) outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension or stirring up trouble, division, envy. Envy is desiring to deprive someone of something that belongs to them. Drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Anyone that lives this sort of life does not inherit the kingdom of God. That was a lot. So, that's a lot of stuff. And guess what? He says that's what the old nature wants. So can I tell you, if you're in the room today and you're struggling with one of these things, welcome to the club. It's your old nature and you need to call it out for what it is. But if you're in Christ, you have a new nature. I want you to inherit the kingdom of God. You have the power to overcome your flesh through the Holy Spirit, not your feelings. You have the power to overcome the old nature, the flesh, through the Holy Spirit and not your feelings. Your feelings will lie to you. You must resist temptation. That means you're going to have to go against it with force. You ever resist anybody in an arm wrestling match? You ever refuse to let somebody slam you down? That's called resistance. Galatians 5 says this. So, Pastor Darrell, if the old nature is that stuff, what is the good stuff that needs to be coming out of my life? Well, it's this. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, ah, faithfulness, ah. Gentleness and self-control. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Oh, oh. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
If you don't know that song, if you learn that song, you'll learn the fruits of the Spirit. It says, hey, there's no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of the sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. So guess what? The Holy Spirit nails all those old desires to the cross. When you trusted and placed your faith in Jesus, those old desires were nailed there with him. But they keep cropping up because you're not renewing your mind. You're not renewing your mind. So what, Pastor Darrell? So what? Well, the thing is, you got some bad desires, and you got some good desires. And the thing is, the real question you need to ask yourself every day is what desires, which dog are you feeding? Because... If, you, if you're looking at porn, if you consistently lie, if you don't have, really have, a lot of you, some people have just a massive issue with respecting authority in adults. Let me just tell you, if you have that issue, you're going to reap what you sow one day. It's not going to be pretty. You're going to go, man, that's what that was like? Yes. But, I, but good thing that God has grace for us. But. Maybe you love to lie, and you just keep lying, and you keep feeding it, right? Eventually, as you feed those old desires, what happens? As you're feeding those bad desires, the things that aren't good for you, the Bible says not everything's good for us. As you're feeding that bad, what's getting bigger and growing? Sin. As I've been talking about, you're, you're literally becoming that castaway, living on an isolated island away from God. You chose that. I chose that, not God. So what are you feeding? Like some of you guys put too much time on your phone. Phones aren't the devil. Too much time on the phone is probably not good for you. The real question is, especially next week when we get into more into temptation, is all about what are you feeding? See, if you feed the good desires, well, I'm going to pray I'm going to hang out with other Christians at church. I'm going to begin to read the Word of God and renew my mind and transform my life. I'm going to begin to worship God and give Him thanks and praise, even when I don't feel it. And when we start doing that, what happens? As you begin to feed the good desires, because if you begin to feed the good, you'll starve the bad. Does that make sense? If you'll begin to feed the good things, you'll be like, say, Pastor Darrell, I'm still struggling with stuff. I get it. But a lot of times people will try to cut things cold turkey and it doesn't work because you're doing it in your own strength. You need the power of the Holy Spirit, a good, good father, a good God. To You begin to feed the good desires, the godly desires that God gives us. And you'll starve the bad where that won't, this won't be such an issue anymore. Just like if I were to ask you if you wanted broccoli or McDonald's tonight, most of you are probably going to pick McDonald's. And McDonald's is bad for you. Broccoli, ugh, it tastes bad, but broccoli is good for us. Hang on. Date, it's not a debate. So, guys, here's what you got to do. If you want to get healthy, you eat right. You want to get in shape, you start working out. 
You want to kill the old sinful nature? You want to help overcome temptation and the flesh? Start feeding the good desires, the godly desires. See, some of you guys are, are drinking Bible Zero and Bible Light and Diet Bible. You guys are freaking drinking Bible Zero. And I mean zero as in not reading it and no filling calories. You want to know why you're still struggling? You're sipping on Bible Zero and Diet Bible. You need to get the real freaking thing. Coca-Cola Classic Holy Bible. It's the real thing and that's what you need. All right. Pastor Darrell, let's make it practical. You must feed your spirit, the Word of God, the Bible, not Bible Zero. Look to your neighbor and say, not Bible Zero. You must fellowship with God. You got to hang out with God. You got to pray to Him. You got to talk to Him. And can I tell you, you guys talk a lot. You talk a lot on your phones. You talk a lot in your DMs. You talk a lot on Snapchat. Shut up and let God talk to you. Hey, you also got to hang around other Christians. I'm making it, I'm making it dirt. Simple, practical. You got to get around other Christians. Attend Cayo and attend church on Sunday. Yo, what happened if you just had a Bible study at the lunch table? Can I tell you? You're not going to change the world if you're a freaking private Christian. You're just not going to. And I said freaking for the third time. Forgive me. I'm not, not because of that. I just don't want to say it all the time. I just don't want to be that guy that says it all the time. Carter says words too much. You must hang around other Christians to worship God. What if you got that Bible out at OHS? What would happen? What would happen at BMS? What would happen at Apollo? Right? Davis County. All right. Lastly, the more you resist your flesh, the more you resist your flesh and you feed the good desires, you will starve the flesh, starve the bad desires, and you'll begin to live in victory in Christ Jesus. You must train the flesh by feeding it good desires. Let's pray. I love you guys. I like to make it practical because some of y'all need practical. Trisha, am I good? <laughs> all heads bowed, all eyes closed. We're going to jump into squads here in just a little bit. Lord, I pray you come to help us overcome the flesh. To no longer feed the sinful nature, the old nature, the flesh. But Lord, I pray that you would help our young people, help this generation begin to feed good desires. And then over time, as they begin to feed themselves the word of God, spend time with you and listen to you, as they hang out with other Christians, and there's a lot in the room in here. Lord, you're going to kill that old nature. And they're going to look back and go, man, it's not so hard. It's natural. It's organic. This is not as hard as it used to be. Why? Because you fed the good desires. You fed yourself a dietary, uh, a regular healthy diet of Bible and not Bible zero. In Jesus' name.